What is up, podcast listeners? Thank you for giving me a few moments of your day to listen to this podcast. This is the Matt Baxter Show. I'm your host, Matt Baxter, and this podcast is about purpose, passion, and calling. Super stoked to have you as a listener because we're going to dive into some awesome, intense stories about people who are going through this journey of this thing called life, and we're all just figuring this out together. But seriously, you're giving me a little bit of your time, and I want to make sure it's valuable and worthwhile. So have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was getting this podcast off the ground, we first started as the Wedgecast, evolved into the Matt Baxter Show. There was a lot of questions that we had, like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show in all the different places like Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Zencaster, all these different places. And yet it just seemed very, very complicated. But the simple thing for us as we began to navigate the waters is the answer to every single one of these questions, questions excuse me, was really simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Yeah, free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise in your podcast. That means you can get paid podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, making money. Okay, it's sweet. It's easy. It's not a big cheap plug on an ad, but it's just simple and easy to use. So for us, it's one of the best parts about it is we can do it entirely remote or in studio. So you can record, you've got that really, really high, you know, high in the sky person that you're going to have as a guest on your podcast. You got to do it remote. Anchor is easy to use. You got people who are willing to come to your studio, your house, your office, wherever you're recording it. Boom. Anchor. Love it. Simple, easy, simple and easy to use. So if you ever want to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. What's up, Wedgecast listeners? On this episode of the Wedgecast, I'm hanging out with Amobi Akugo. He is a professional soccer player. He's just an amazingly laid-back, intelligent, just chill guy who I had a blast chatting with on this podcast. I got introduced to him actually from uh, one of our other guests, Asante Cleveland. And you know, we're, when I'm when I'm chatting with Amobi, he dives into what his company frugal athlete is about and the inspiration he's trying to be and just the hustle the grind and just the dedication towards believing in himself so absolutely love this episode and i hope you do too well amobi thank you so much for being a guest in the show i was fired up to to get an email from asante cleveland just saying hey you two would be friends you two would be you know you would make a great podcast guest and so i'm uh, i'm fired up to have you so thank you no, thank you. Pleasure to meet you, Matt. Obviously, Asante is a mutual friend, so excited to get on the podcast. It's it's just it's just too good. So, what's your background, man? So, obviously, like pro soccer, you're an entrepreneur. You're you're just you've got like again, similar to Asante, you're making us all look bad. Like, how do I even how do I even <laughs> begin to compete with that? <laughs> Not even. Uh, I like to consider myself. I like to consider myself like a jack of all trades, but jack of all trades gets like a bad connotation. So um, I just like to be, uh, I like to be involved in a lot of things, but quick backstory, uh, first generation Nigerian American, my parents moved out to the United States um, in the early eighties. I was born in Hayward, then uh, moved to Sacramento when I was three, uh, raised in Sacramento, grew up playing basketball and soccer. 
uh, until soccer kind of took over. I was fortunate enough to be on the youth national teams when I was younger. I moved to Florida uh, for the IMG Academy to be part of the U-17 national team residency program. From there, I came back to finish my senior year of high school in Sacramento, went to UCLA um, to pursue soccer. Um, after my rookie season or my freshman season, I uh, went pro. And from there, uh, I've been on a journey, a nine-year career. Uh, started in Philadelphia with stops in Orlando, Kansas City, Portland, and now playing in Austin. So it's um, been quite the adventure in the, in, the, in the whole process. I've done other things, as you mentioned. Um, started a company, a frugal athlete, um, did some other things. Um, in terms of like consulting and investing on the side, but that's that's really it. I'm I'm a low key guy, uh, not not too much else to say. Well, come on, man, you got that's such an amazing story already. So let's uh, if if you're all right with that, I'd love to dive in a little bit. So were your parents athlete growing up, athletes growing up, or were you a first generation sort of like uh, organized sports player as well too? <laughs> so my dad swears he was like some big time professional soccer player. But my uncles, and there's no there's no evidence to um, to prove what he says. But um, I come from. A, <laughs> uh, uh, so you're saying you didn't, you didn't pick anything up from him or anything like that? This is all this is <laughs> all natural. <laughs> no, no, no. So my mom, my mom was uh, athletic when in, like in high school and stuff, and I come from like a, a sports family, older cousins. Um, some of my uncles played and stuff like that, um, but nothing where. Um, Nothing where it was like my dad or my mom were like professional athletes or anything like that. Was that, um, were they, you know, in, so if you didn't come from that background, were they encouraging of you taking this to like the next level? Because I know some parents who never were pro athletes or never came from that are sometimes like, hey, you know, cool sports, but like go get a real job. Were they supportive of you the whole way? Or is there any hesitation on that? So it was interesting you asked that because originally when I started playing like organized and competitive, it was basically, you know, to build relationships, um, stay out of trouble, make sure I'm staying good. And then, you know, as I was fortunate enough to get all these opportunities, they were like, oh, why not use it to, you know, get your education, possibly get a scholarship. And then I go to UCLA and leave after my freshman year. And, you know, being first generation from uh, African immigrants, they're all about education. So for them to grasp me leaving early, they really uh, couldn't comprehend that. But I promised them that I would finish my degree while playing and the contract I signed was um, set up where I was still gonna be able to go to school and they're reimbursing me um, for classes. That's amazing. So what did you study while you were at school? Uh, so at UCLA I studied business econ. Um, but then once I left, I switched it to business administration. So I ended up, I ended up getting my bachelor's in business administration and organizational leadership. So one of the one of the things that I was in particularly really fired up um, to talk to you about, and, and some of this came from Asante as well too. So him and I spent uh, an evening with a buddy in uh, in Fort Lauderdale and just getting to talk to him. One of the coolest things about his story is how much of like a level head and just like he has, and especially like financially being a pro athlete, being a young guy, obviously that's a pretty uh, steep that oftentimes can be a slippery slope. And he mentioned your name actually came up as a guy who's doing some amazing work in that space. So where does that come from? And ultimately like, how, how did you take that and turn that into like uh, a, obviously a professional business too? 
Oh, well, shout out to Asante for the plug. But um, <laughs> he was all about like he was all about it since day one. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. I'm gonna have to try to get him to invest or something. <laughs> but uh I've always been interested in business and finance, like um just always been interested in like the way money works, um, how people made their money. And uh even in like elementary school and I was like selling uh chicken wings to fellow classmates for money or I doing different that. things like that. I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. So I always had an entrepreneurial mindset. And then once I went pro, I wanted to like figure out different mentors or different other athletes that were doing good things with their money that I could kind of uh, use as a model for my own financial playbook. And uh, unfortunately, soccer in the United States, we're not making like LeBron James money. Um, we're fortunate to make good money, but you know, there's a difference between, you know, Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James money and uh, a professional athlete. So Trust me, when you, uh, when you smack CEO on your LinkedIn bio, everybody thinks you've got really deep pockets and I am not at that level. So I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel it though, right? Oh yeah. I, I know the, I know the idea of everybody thinks just because you smack CEO or pro athlete or whatever, you got deep pockets. That's, that's very fortunate, very blessed, but definitely not, uh, definitely not as deep as people think it is. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so funny so uh now you just brought up a great point the the, the synonymous, synonymous relationship between entrepreneurs and athletes um, probably dive into that later but um so i started a frugal athlete because i wanted to create like a like a forum or platform where we can use athletes as examples to learn about prudent financial practices you know financial literacy smart career decisions that they're making so I want to be in a situation where I'm either looking at LeBron James or I'm looking at the athlete that lost it all. I'm looking at positive examples, positive stories, positive um, ways to increase my own financial playbook. Because as you know, um, you know, sports doesn't last forever. You know, you're very, you're, you'll be very fortunate if you can play up to five years. Um, I've been fortunate enough to play nine and counting, but uh, at some point it's going to end. So how are we setting ourselves up? when we're at the highest point of our leverage to last a um, lot, at least it lasted long enough to help us transition to the next sport that we want to play and sport as in corporate career, entrepreneurship, whatever it may be. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know as much about the uh, professional soccer culture in the context, like from a financial standpoint, are young guys getting a lot of pressure from old guys to sort of be big spenders? I mean, is that where a lot of the pressure comes from or where does some of the, the downside, the guy, you know, the kid who lost it all sort of thing, where, where does that come from? So I think it comes from a number of factors. It's not necessarily like you have the older guys telling you, um, you know, how to spend your money or saying like, you need to spend your money on this, but it's like, if you see a lot of people spending money on certain things, you're going to want to follow suit kind of like the living uh, living like the Joneses or competing with the Joneses. It's kind of like that in the locker room. And then it's the lack of the financial literacy. You know, you're a young guy, 18, 19 years old, and you have this money in your account. And things that you may not have been able to buy in the past, you can easily buy now at the drop of a hat. So understanding, you know, what I can pay, what I want to pay for, why am I buying it? Why do I need it? And the days versus... Um, you know, things that you want, um, different things like that. Um, professional athletes that from a soccer standpoint, especially 
uh, in the States, we just don't have that complete grasp of it yet. Yeah, I get that. That Well, I haven't lived it, but I can see that from the outside, how that can be a challenge. Um, so a little, little transition, but I think it's kind of on the same lines. As being a pro athlete yourself, what voice has that given you that you feel like you've used in a positive way? And what voice has that given you that you feel like has been, you know, tough or like high pressure? Yeah, so that's a great question. I think it's given me a basis of credibility because it's, it's different when you're hearing from an athlete, like, you know, this is what I see. This is what I've done. This is what I've, these are the mistakes I've made. These are the things that have helped me in terms of, especially with this business, you know, from a financial perspective, because everyone wants to tell you what you should do with your money. But when it's their money, they do completely different things. So isn't um, that understand- the truth? You need to say that twice because, man, that is so true. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has an opinion when it's not their money. So uh, understand aspects. So when I'm coming from, when I'm speaking to other professional athletes, they can, we can relate. We can, we have the same stories. You know, you know, whether it's going out to the club and like your friends mooching off you or, you know, helping family members out or having like a long lost cousin try to ask you to invest in their business without a business plan. These are stories that, you know, I can tell my own version to, to players and they can relate. So having that sense of trust, that credibility, but at the same time, you know, when it comes to certain, certain like financial terminology, you know, I'm a professional athlete. I, I haven't, you know, I don't have my series license or my certification. So I'm coming at it from a different angle. Um, and especially as you try to step into the corporate space, you know, proving you belong, because sometimes people just see you as the jock, you know, the, the guy that's made it, you know, you've had money since you've been, you've been this age or that age. And what do you know about working hard to attain something? So understanding that dynamic and proving yourself within um, the corporate space has been tough, but when it comes to my personal business, being able to re- relate and share personal stories, that that providing that offer of storytelling um, allows me to, you know, open more doors in the sense of getting people to um, follow what we're doing as a company. Do you have a, uh, do you have an example of like an impact or, you know, a story that you told that related that ultimately that maybe inspired some change? change in that young athlete or that, you know, person that, that resonated with your experience? Oh uh, yeah. Oh, actually it's crazy. Uh, so just recently, some, one of the, one of my teammates, he was younger than me when at residency, uh, we, uh, residency, the, the, the high school in Florida, uh, U 17 national team. Um, he ran, he like recently hit me up because, uh, he went pro, um, got injured. He's trying to work his way back to get back in the professional ranks. But in the meantime, he wants to get back into school because he hasn't, he left after high school. So he hasn't started his uh, bachelor's degree. And he recently saw my, I think I did like an article about how um, like five, top five graduate programs you can use, you can do as a, um, as a professional athlete that don't take up too much of your time. Um, obviously I've journeyed, I've, you know, journeyed my, my career as a professional soccer player, completing my bachelor's degree. And now I've, I've been in the process of doing, uh, various executive education programs, um, currently enrolled to get my master's in sports law. So he saw that and recently reached wanting me to help him through his process. And he wants to talk about it to help 
um, the next generation of um, student athletes or professional athletes that may have gone through what he's going through, you know, going through an injury, being a young phenom, um, trying to figure out a way to, you know, chip away at his classes and continue to pursue his dream of ultimately playing professional soccer at the highest level. That's amazing. That's such a cool story. Have you, um, so did you have mentors throughout the course of your career sort of coaching you on these things, or is this something that you've had to pave the way um, by yourself? Nah, I've had mentors. Uh, mentors are amazing. I would suggest everyone to get, I would like to, I like to call it a kitchen it. Uh, one of my mentors said that, you know, so you have a mentor for, you know, different categories of your life, um, whether it's like an older brother in the sense of it doesn't have to be a physical blood brother, but someone that you can kind of talk to, you know, a business mentor, spirit, you know, financial mentor, all these different mentors, um, you know, create your own kitchen cabinet. Or you could just have one mentor, mentor that does all, um, all all those things. But I highly recommend a mentor. And uh, there's a couple mentors in my life that have helped me on my trajectory uh, with not only business, but navigating um, sports as well. So, you know, I guess what would be a, while you're still playing soccer in the midst of all that, what's your, what's your biggest like goal? What would be the, the so far out there goal for you to accomplish in your, your pro soccer career? Like what, what's, what's, what's a dream big sort of goal that you'd love to hit? So for soccer wise, uh, the big goal would be to get to 250 games. Um, I think that's a goal that is not only um, attainable, but it's something that's far enough within reach that it keeps me motivated every day Um, to be able to play 250 games um, throughout the course of a soccer career is not a a feat many have accomplished. Um, So I would, I would love to, uh, accomplish that goal. Um, I think if I continue to, you know, stay healthy, um, do the right things, I can uh, reach that goal. Love that. So what would you say is uh same thing in the context of business? Oh, context of business. Uh, hopefully the plan is to sell a frugal athlete within five years to a, um, either a financial services company or a media company. Um, I think if we stick to the right track, um, uh, we'll we'll get a big player in the game to um, take over and let me let me stay involved, but focus on other ventures that I like to do. Love that! I love that. So, all right, uh, let's uh, let's dive into the the bit of a challenging question, but throughout the course of what sounds like such an amazing story in your life, obviously you're a dude who has won. Again, bringing it back to a pro athlete, you are humble enough to know you need mentors. You've got a business you're starting and involved in consulting, investing in. So again, you're making us all look bad. So I not only got to go, not only got to go work out, but I got to go raise more <laughs> capital or something. Come on, but so so throughout the context of all that, what what's been a season of life that like you were either struggling to get out of bed or you were just having this 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 tough season. And, and how'd you get out of it? Yeah. So like, like you touched on earlier, everyone's, everyone shows like the highlights. No one shows you like side B, you know, this, there's tough moments in everyone's career, um, whether it's sports or, uh, or life. 
So I would probably go back to um, last year. So before I signed with Austin, I was a free agent the whole year. So I was not playing soccer. I wasn't making any money from my soccer um, career. And I really had to grind. Um, fortunately enough, I had a family that supported me, um, close support system in terms of my relationships with uh, friend, friends and mentors. And uh, they really got me through it. Being able to um, to have that support system, to know that, okay, you know, every career has its ups and downs. Um, it was it was at one point where I was just going to be focused on, all right, you know, soccer's not working out. I'm just going to do business. I'm just going to retire and be done with it. But at the end of the day, I didn't want my soccer career to end like that. And I knew I still had enough left in the tank to continue um, continue playing. So that's that, that's a, a moment where it wasn't necessarily like I don't want to get out of bed, but it was like, you know what? Forget this. I'm, I'm just going to move on when really it was, nah, this is just a hard moment that you can either suck it up and fight through or you can just give up and regret it later. Was that a um, was that an internal battle, or is that something you were being out you know outspoken about? Uh, I, I would say it was more out uh, internal. Sorry, it was more internal, like within my head, because you know, I you know I used I was staying involved in soccer in terms of like watching games, working out, but and whether it was the contract that we couldn't negotiate or a deal would go through and then fall through, just it wasn't working on my side. So. Understand having that happen, and obviously I'm passionate about business too. Um, it was just like, you know, why am I stressing myself if it's nothing's working out? And uh, it was an internal battle because, you know, staying so busy in other aspects of my life that I didn't really have time to think about it. But internally, I was it was it was tough, you know, because. Soccer is something I've been playing since I was five years old and everyone expects it to end on your terms. And for, if it was going to end like that, you know, it wouldn't have sit, sat right, right with me. So that was an internal battle that I eventually overcame. And like I said, I just got to thank my family, my friends, support system, mentors, and uh, overall myself too, for, you know, getting out of that, um, that negative mindset in the mind. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I also, I love the fact that throughout that tough period of time, whatever internal sort of head battles you were going through, you you still found a way to have like a gratitude attitude towards all the gratitude attitude towards all that, because you were, you know, thinking, hey, this is a tough season, nothing's landed. But at the same time, you still were working on other things. You had other aspirations. You were involved in your business more too. Like, I think that's a special thing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was almost like a blessing in disguise. I was able to focus uh, on my business and really dive into like, okay, if soccer were to end, what exactly do you want to do? I was able to do a bunch of informal interviews. I was able to, you know, dive into sectors that I was really interested in, attend a lot of sports business conferences. Um, so it, 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 I, I had to say it was a blessing in disguise. Love that. That's, that's amazing. All right. So let's flip it. The, uh, the last, the last question, my favorite question is, what is it that gets you out of, what is it that gets you out of bed in the morning the most? Whew. uh man, that's 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 like an easy question, but a hard question at the same time. I would it's say, a very, it's my, easy for my end to ask it, right? But it's not that easy to answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the seat that I sit in. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, I would say uh, my moral fiber. So my moral fiber, uh, I like to say my moral fiber is like my why. And my why is, you know, my family and my aspirations to make impact uh, on the community. So whether it's a frugal athlete making impact for, you know, fellow professional athletes and student athletes or my foundation um, or just my community as a whole, you know, uh, my Sacramento, um, my Nigerian American community, being able to do all these different ventures to ultimately help the people that have helped me. I think uh, that's, that's my why. That's why I get up in the morning. That's why I'm so excited to continue to grind. Um, as you know, being an entrepreneur is, is, is difficult, but when you have that why, it makes it so much more rewarding when you get that big win or you, you get those small victories that ultimately ultimately lead to uh, winning the battle. And then you win enough battles, then you win the war. Um, so um, for me, it's understanding that you know, yeah, you can make a lot of money, you can do a lot of things, um, but being able to connect and really impact the people that have helped me, that's that's my why. I love that. I love that. And it's its funny that you say that in the context of, you know, you got to win a bunch of small battles and then all of a sudden that builds up to winning the war. I mean, it's funny how in the context of being an entrepreneur, I mean, most of the time you lose, ten, you know, nine out of 10 times, but that one time you win, that's what keeps you going. That's what, I mean, it's kind of like golf, right? You hit nine bad yeah. shots, <laughs> one good one, right? But, but I mean, seriously, like you hit that one shot and that's what keeps you going. That's what keeps the fire going. And so I love to see that. I mean, that's, that's, that's cool to hear that from you too. So that's awesome. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, as you know, you know, uh, everyone, everyone is like entrepreneurship is real popular right now, but no one sees how hard it is. Yeah, entrepreneur, it, it, the popular component of it is going to fade really quickly because it's to actually go through it is a pretty lonely, hard thing. And it's the people who make it out of that. And, and even even the good people who suffer through that still fail, too. And that's that's the sexiness to entrepreneurship that people don't see or yeah. at least people people aren't talking about. That's true. That's so, true. It's it's good stuff. It's cool to hear. It's cool to hear your story in that. So, Amobi, I want to. I mean, is there anything else you want to you want to add, or anything else you want to leave the audience with? No, uh, thank you so much. Tune into the podcast. Uh, I think this is going to be a good episode. Um, I also have a podcast, so shameless plug, a fruit athlete podcast. If you check it out, we have a podcast network, three different channels within the platform: um, Bank Shots, Money Talks, and a Frugal Athlete. Um, check that out. But besides that. Um, I really appreciate you having me on.